Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. The traveling radio show continues. It's been a little while since we took the show on the road. Actually, since we got back from Texas, to be specific, back in January. But feels good to be doing a remote broadcast once again. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. But if you're watching on TV or you're watching on YouTube, you realize I'm not there. That's because I'm here. I'm at the Brick Breeding Fieldhouse and uh, chaos everywhere. And I mean chaos in the best way. The Big Sky Indoor Track and Field Championships taking place on the Montana State campus. And uh, this is one of my favorite events of the year. I love when the rotation hits and it gets to be in Montana. 
Maybe someday we'll have an opportunity for it to be at multiple places in Montana, but for now, only three indoor track and field facilities in the Big Sky Cowers, including this one here in Bozeman, one of the premier track and field facilities in the region. So I, I just pulled into town. I got here about 3 o'clock, and I went right to Trisha Binford's office. Montana State 17th-year women's basketball coach. She was kind enough to sit down with me, talk a little Kakara's hoops. Also caught up with Darian White, so we'll share both of those interviews with you here on your Friday afternoon. Hope you're having an outstanding end to your week. And uh, it's the busiest weekend of 2022 so far when it comes to uh, Big Sky Conference sports, aside from probably that weekend in January when where Montana State played the national championship for football and also had the Kakaris men's basketball rivalry round one uh, way back in mid-January. But uh, with the fact that there's the Big Sky indoors here, started yesterday with the multi-events and continued uh, continues into today with the opening of the entire meet and then rolls on tomorrow. I decided to come over here, check this out for about a day and a half, and then I'll be going back to Missoula because tomorrow night, Dahlberg Arena, Montana State at Montana and women's basketball, the ladies take center stage when it comes to one of the greatest rivalries in college basketball. And uh, then a, a men's showdown like we, I've never seen before, at least. I don't know if there's ever been a, a Bobcat Grizz men's basketball game on a Sunday afternoon. There has now been two this year because the uh, the one earlier this year was moved to a Sunday as well uh, because of the facilitation of that national championship football run for MSU. So we'll keep you apprised of everything that's going on here at Brick Breed and Fieldhouse and also got a ton of great guests for you today. The Lady Grizz had a huge win in Missoula last night. They drilled Southern Utah 71-46. to So we got a couple pieces of sound. One from first-year head coach Brian Holsinger and another from Kylie Froelich. She's a Missoula Sentinel product and she will celebrate her senior day tomorrow night against Montana, excuse me, against Montana State for the Lady Grizz. So we got a couple interviews from last night's game uh, that touch on tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's game as well. We'll take you around the Big Sky Conference on both the men's and women's side. And for as good as the Lady Grizz win was last night in Missoula, the men Grizz had a meltdown last night in Cedar City, Utah. They took a 16-point lead to halftime. Then they didn't make a shot for about nine minutes, and Southern Utah went on an absolute tear. Southern Utah wins the second half against the Grizzlies by 24 points, and they turned what was a 44-28 halftime deficit into an 82-74 victory for Southern Utah. So SUU keeps pace in the league standings, and uh, all of a sudden now, how crazy is this dynamic? We, if you know Big Sky Conference men's basketball, you know that uh, about half of the banners that have ever been won in the Big Sky reside in either Weber State, either Ogden, Utah for Weber State or in Missoula. And now, right now, after last night's loss for Weber against Portland State, Wildcats have lost five out of six. And Montana, after their loss to Southern Utah, they have lost five out of seven. So uh, two of the most tradition-laden programs in the league really, really struggling right now when it comes to men's hoops. we got a couple other upstart programs, including the Thunderbirds and including Montana State, that are rolling and continuing to chase those conference championships. So we'll talk a bunch of college hoops uh, off the top here. We are also going to hear uh, from Montana State head men's coach, Danny Sprinkle. His team plays in Missoula, of course, on Sunday afternoon. We'll share that audio with Trisha Binford to wrap up the first hour. It's a Friday, so that means our good friend Carolyn, she who doesn't know sports, will swing by to hang out. She's got all sorts of stuff to talk about, including a uh, an unfortunate frozen body part. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> and, uh, a little Olympic conversation. We also talk a little documentary films as well. So uh, excited to have Carolyn swing by and then about 530. We'll hear from Darian White. That is your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Brent, the official realtor of Grizz Athletics. If you have any questions, concerns, 
about anything in the Missoula area when it comes to real estate, give Brent and his team a call today. Feel like for something to do this weekend, maybe during the day, you know, before you go to the, the rivalry games. You can always head on down to the mountain. Lost Trail is hosting their 37th annual Steak Fry. They got a barbecue dinner, live music, and a torchlight parade. You can enjoy great food, brews by Great Burn Brewing, and awesome Weisenborn slide guitar music by Dan Duque out of Whitefish. You can purchase your tickets at the Lost Trail Ski Bay Shack. $20 for the steak dinner, $12 for the hamburger dinner. They also have a torchlight parade going on at 730 and on both Saturday and Sunday, they have their Cold Smoke Free Ride. So you can watch the best free riders in the Rocky Mountain West. Send it, as they say, send it over the cliffs, down the chutes, over the kickers, between the tree lines, and through the piles of powder for all the information on this outstanding event, which, by the way, all of the proceeds of the Lost Trails 37th Annual Steak Fry, it goes to the Lost Trail Ski Patrol. So it goes to a good cause for all the uh, details on this event. You can visit LostTrail.com. If you want to stream the show, Listen to the show somewhere besides your traditional radio. You want to listen on your cell phone or your mobile device, your tablet, your laptop. You can always go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live tab. You can also find the podcast link there as well. And you can always check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, I'm still getting caught up on what's actually happening at this event that I'm currently at. But I do know this. One of the events that I certainly made the trip over to see is the women's high jump. And Lucy Corbett, a Bozeman product and a uh, Montana State University standout, she has one of the top marks in the country this year from earlier this indoor season when she high jumped six foot two to break a long-standing Montana State school record. And she's certainly the favorite in this event. She's won this event in the indoor two times in her career already. Uh, but she, I believe, is about to enter the competition. Either that or she has, I think she has already entered into the bar. I think there's only five or six jumpers even left in the competition before Lucy Corbett even got in. So I'm watching the women's high jump right now. Uh, my angle here at the corner of Brick Breed and Fieldhouse, I can't really see where the bar's at. But there's all sorts of stuff going on. If you've never been to one of these, it's super cool. So I'll set the scene for you for those listening on the radio. I guess if you're watching on TV, you're watching in an empty studio anyways. So there's the 200-meter track around the uh, the basketball court that sits inside Brick Breeden Fieldhouse, but they also have the horizontal jumps pit with a runway coming toward me. The sand is right below me. Going the other way is the pole vault pit, and you got the pole vaulters warming up. It looks like men's pole vault probably coming up pretty soon. Huge long jump there by uh, an Eastern Washington athlete. Uh, so that's the cheering you're hearing. That's the other thing is you have people from every corner of this conference that come to these things. So it's always fun to be here and see uh, just all the action. So that, that's why this is so visually stimulating because right now men's long jump is going. Women's high jump is going. They're running the preliminaries of the women's 400 meters right now. You got men's pole vault warming up. Yeah, but, and then I didn't even mention... Uh, on the other side of the stadium for me, you also have the throws going right now, too. So you got the, the weight throw going right now for the men's side. So there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's probably going to take me a minute to figure out uh, all the results and get you an update on all that. But I always love covering this event because there's always so many great stories, so many great athletes. And the fact of the matter is two of the best athletes in this competition are not only from Montana schools. They are from 
the state of Montana. Both Lucy Corbett and Duncan Hamilton, two of the premier track and field athletes in their respective events. And how about this? They both went to Bozeman High School at the exact same time. So pretty amazing. You have truly national championship caliber athletes competing in this meet. Those two from Montana State, but also a bunch otherwise as well. I say this on the show quite often, but I actually think probably the best export of the Big Sky Conference, the best athletes within the league, are the men's distance runners in this conference just in comparison to the national level because you have Northern Arizona who is the premier cross-country program, the premier distance running program in the United States of America at the college level. You also have Southern Utah, Weber State, and Montana State which are all very, very competitive not just at the Big Sky level but in the Mountain West region and even on the national level as well. And uh, so, so that's the other part that's so cool about coming to these things is there's people that are in competing right now that will be competing in the U.S. Olympic trials. In fact, there's there's athletes that are competing right now that have already competed uh, in the United States check and field Olympic trials. By the way, Lucy Corbett, she clears her latest jump, so she remains in the competition, remains in the hunt for Big Sky Indoor Championship for the third indoor season in a row. So during the next break, I will round up uh, all the pertinent results for you, and we will uh, we'll get those to you. But in the meantime, let's talk some hoops. I was down at Dahlberg Arena last night, and Montana has had uh, quite a roller coaster, the Lady Grizz have, these last five weeks or so. They played seven of their last eight games on the road before returning home last night. They had Monday road games, four Mondays in a row. And again, this is the challenge that everybody's going through. Montana State has had several Monday road games. I was just talking to Coach Binford. She said that they didn't even get out of their flight back from Portland State uh, until 3 in the morning the next day. A bunch of rechecks and then re uh, clearances through security and all sorts of crazy stuff. So everybody's going through it right now. But that said, the Lady Grizz have had a really hard time finding their rhythm, both because of just a string of highly competitive games that came down to the wire. They won on a buzzer beater against Weber State. They thought they won on a buzzer beater against NAU, but then ended up losing on a buzzer beater to Northern Arizona and Flagstaff. Then they had a buzzer beating opportunity to beat Idaho and Moscow on Monday and lost that one as well. So it's been back and forth, back and forth, eight consecutive games for Lady Grizz, decided by eight points or less. Last night, I thought Montana on the women's side looked better uh, than they have in, in quite some time. I actually thought it was probably the best that they've looked this season when I've been in attendance to watch them play live. So good returns for Montana. Uh, one of the main storylines from the Southern Utah side of things, not only was it their last trip to Missoula as a Big Sky Conference member, their last time playing out Dahlberg Arena, but Dari Dotson, who's formerly Dari Francis, she got married in the offseason. But she's one of the top rebounders in the league, averaging almost nine rebounds per game. She was nowhere to be found last night. There was no report of what was going on with her. She had played in Southern Utah's previous game Monday night against Northern Arizona, and there was no real evidence of her getting injured or anything. So I have really no idea what's going on uh, with her. But that played a big factor. Her not being in the lineup played a big factor. Southern Utah had to go small and uh, play with some guards, which actually created a few mismatches. Uh, advantageous mismatches for Southern Utah because Montana likes to play so big, whether it's their starting front court of Abby Anderson and Carmen G. Filler or some of the, the key reserves that are also uh, long, tall athletes like Danny Barch and uh, Callie Froelich. So, um, that said, it was a sort of haphazard and non-fluid first half, but Montana guarded well enough to take a 30-21 to lead into the break, but 
after halftime, Southern Utah was having a really hard time guarding in the post. And Southern Utah switched into a zone. And Sophia Stiles, I thought, probably had her best all-round game of this season, at least in terms of me watching her at Dahlberg Arena live. She was very good penetrating the zone, cutting it apart and dishing some, some nice passes. And Montana shot 66% after halftime. Those are the two best rebounding teams in the Big Sky Conference. Tracy Sanders said on this show yesterday that she thought the battles of the boards would be the key factor with Southern Utah playing in Missoula. And Montana won that. Montana won the battle of the boards heavily. Uh, they out-rebounded Montana 40-28. to And... Um, Emerged with a 71-46 victory. So good win for the Lady Grizz. Moves them to 10-7 in Big Sky Conference play. Drops Southern Utah to 12-6 in league competition. So let's hear from a couple of the members of that game. First, we'll hear from Brian Holsinger, the first-year head coach for Montana. A few questions about what it took to get last night's victory and a few questions about this upcoming rivalry Saturday night in Missoula, 7 p.m. Dahlberg Arena. Brian Holsinger here on Nuanas Now. You were happy to be back at home. You guys played really well tonight. So, I mean, what were the keys to this victory? Yeah, it's so nice. I mean, we have such a home court advantage. Um, six of our seven on the road. We've talked about that. It's like to get back here was so comforting, I think, for everybody. And we got to play better on the road. But this was it was a fun night. You know, it's a fun night. Our, you know, it was, it was, it's been a little bit interesting because we came out, we didn't play right. And I called a quick timeout and got subs in with Danny and Kylie. And they kind of played right. You know, they came out and they posted up right. They rebounded right. They they had the right intensity. They were switching right. They were, you know, our game plan. And so that kind of just, we just kind of, from there, kind of took took on a new life. And so we, our defense was really good. Um, I know it wins in March, and defense wins in March. You never know when you just start mission shots or things don't go well in offense, defense wins. And so tonight, it was a really a pretty much a 40-minute effort. That beginning of the game was a little shaky, but after that, we really held them down. Tracy said on my show today that she thought the battle of the boards would be the key battle, and you guys dominated that. So how important was that? Huge. I mean, it is. We're 1-2 in the conference uh, in rebounding, and so we pride ourselves in it, and I put a 1 and a 2 and a question mark on our board in there. I'm like, which ones are we? Are we 1 or are we the second-place team? And so we responded well, and especially in the second half. Um, you know, I thought we had a chance in the second quarter to really pull away. Uh, it got We got really weird there for a while. We had a good lead, but we just we didn't execute on offense very well. We got little panicked and so the second half we came out in that in that third quarter really settled down and executed i mean obviously 70 some percent i think it was in the third quarter when they switched into that zone you guys moved the ball really well and so i mean was that the key to the high shooting percentage especially when you pulled away there in the third quarter Huge key, right? They they couldn't get us get stops in again in man, and so she switched to the zone to try something different. And, you know, we just ran some simple stuff, and and I said, hey, if you're open, knock it down. And and Soph knocked down two huge ones, and then they went zone a little bit later again, and Kendall knocked down another three. So yeah, our kids have really executed well against the zone. Um, you know, we, we just have Portland State. We, we, we've we executed well against it there, too. Um, so I was proud of it tonight because you can easily go into We played them zone a few possessions tonight, and it, it kind of threw them a little bit off at times, just their rhythm. And so that, that can happen real easy. This is, I mean, setting the tone going into Saturday, it's important, right, to, to get a win tonight to have the mentality going into Saturday. No question. I mean, I, I, we didn't even talk about the other game. We really didn't. I mean, I, I told them that game doesn't matter and if we don't take care of business against this team. This team is, I think they're third or something. Yeah, they're right they're up there in third, third place, up. right? And so I, we just focused it. We did not, we didn't talk about the other team. We didn't talk about anything other than this team tonight. And so 
it was a good result. And now we got to turn around and talk about this team and to have another good result on Saturday. So there you go, Brian Holsinger, first-year head coach for the Montana Lady Grizz here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for listening in ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, SUVs, and more. You can take back control of the road with Northwest Motorsport. I'm not in the studio today because I'm here instead. I'm at, uh, on the University of Montana campus. Campus, excuse me, the Montana State University campus. Uh, Brickford Fieldhouse is the Big Sky Indoor Track and Field Championships. And Lucy Corbett, one of the must-see athletes I came to watch, one of the top high jumpers in the United States of America, she has already claimed the individual title in the women's high jump for the third indoor meet of her career. And she's still going. She's still climbing. I don't think she's missed yet. She's above six feet. I think she's six feet and some change right now with where the bar is at. Her PR this year is six foot two. So she's probably going to continue to try to chase that. But she's one of the outstanding high jumpers in the United States of America, one of the top five marks in all of college track. So very cool uh, that she is competing, not only in the Big Sky Conference, but for her hometown team, somebody that grew up in Bozeman and and prepped at Bozeman High School. So uh, pretty cool story for her. The men's 400-meter prelims, are still going on as well. You probably heard Brian Holsinger there talk about um, senior night tomorrow. And here's the deal. Montana has five seniors on their roster. Sophia Stiles, Abby Anderson, Kylie Froelich, Naya Morris-Nelson, and Sammy Facken, who, by the way, Sammy Facken missed her second, or excuse me, her seventh consecutive game last night with an ankle injury. She was wearing a boot on the bench, so she's been out for quite some time. But all five of those seniors, of those five, four of them have the opportunity to come back because of the COVID year. Backen is the one that cannot come back because, if you remember correctly, Backen transferred to Montana from Arizona, played a year and a half for the Lady Grizz, then left the program but didn't transfer anywhere. Stayed in school at Montana so she was, uh, her clock was ticking, her eligibility clock was ticking, but she was not participating. So she didn't technically get the COVID year, quote-unquote, robbed from her. So she can't return after this year. So she's likely eager to get back after missing some time with an ankle injury. But the other four, they can return. But as Coach Holsinger said there, they wanted to celebrate them now and then make the decision later. So they don't really know uh, who is going to come back. All of them, uh, all but Fatkin could. But... Sounds as if Kylie Froelich is her final game tomorrow. Uh, and she, she answered a question on that note. She's a Missoula Sentinel product, grew up in Missoula. Her mother played for the Lady Grizz once upon a time as well. And uh, she's, she's having a standout ending to her career. She scored 10 points last night against Southern Utah. She's been a good player uh, off the bench for the Lady Grizz. So her thoughts on playing her final home game at Dahlberg Arena. I haven't let myself think about it yet. We are really just focused on this game because it came so quick. You know, you don't have a lot of time to prepare, but um, starting to think about it now for sure. I'm excited to walk out with my family and with this awesome group of seniors. We're just really excited, but we have to treat it like another game because senior night can get very emotional, and it probably will be, but um, the most exciting thing is that we get to play the Cats and we get to play it together and have fun, another home game. So, yeah, we're going to lock in tomorrow, and we're going to be ready. Kylie Froelich talking about what is potentially her final regular season home game at the University of Montana. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
SWX Montana Television. Around the rest of the Big Sky Conference last night, Eastern Washington's women don't look now, but under Jody Gleason, first-year head coach, they were playing much better than they were towards the beginning of the conference season. They had a couple of nice victories over the Montana schools last week. And then they go on the road to meet Northern Colorado last night. So Eastern's women are putting together a little bit of a run here as with the Big Sky Conference tournament approaching. So Jody Gleason's done a great job there in her first season at Eastern Washington. Idaho takes down Sacramento State, 73-68. I keep saying it, but nobody's listening to me. John Newlian is going to have his team there by the end of this thing. I promise you that. He's a great tournament coach, and he always seems to have his teams playing best when March rolls around. And Idaho is now up to 500 in conference play after having a, a tough start to the season. They've won three in a row, uh, including that nice win over Sac State. And don't look now, but Sac State has fallen back down to earth. The Hornets won nine out of ten games to really climb into the mix for a first-round bye in the Big Sky Tournament. And wow, in live time, Lucy Corbett clears. We'll get an official height, but that was a phenomenal high jump. And uh, you can hear it on the loudspeaker. 6-2 and a quarter. The official mark. An all-time Big Sky Conference record. Wow. That's worth the drive right there. Uh, what a mark by her. What an outstanding jump by Lucy Corbett. Six, two and a half to break her own school record. And break the Big Sky Conference Indoor Track and Field Championship record. Well done by Lucy Corbett. Back to my basketball analysis. Uh, Sacramento State, they had won 9 out of 10, and they were looking like a real contender in the Big Sky Conference in Mark Campbell's first year. Isabel Natabo, one of the most intimidating physical presences in the league. Their six foot five center who is just a rebounding machine. Liana Tillman, uh, one of the great scorers, uh, combo guards in the conference. But Sac now, they have lost three in a row after they fell last night to Idaho. So teams on two different trajectories in Idaho and Sacramento State that were on the opposite trajectories that they are now previously. So interesting to see how this women's race is playing out. And the last result for the night last night, Idaho State takes down Northern Arizona 76-66. to So the Bengals keep pace. Idaho State now with two games remaining in the regular season sits atop the Big Sky standings. They're a game ahead of Montana State in the win column with a 14-4 record. Montana State with a 13-4 record. But they had the week off after playing at Portland State on Monday. So Utah alone in third place at 12 and 6. Montana now alone in fourth place at 10 and 7. So that Sac State loss hurt. That helps the Lady Grizz. Northern Arizona sits there at 9 and 8, as, as does Sac State. So they're in a tie for fifth. Idaho sitting there at 8 and 8, and then Northern Colorado 7 and 9. Weber is 6 and 12. Eastern is now 5 and 11. And Portland State, poor Portland State, they continue to struggle. They are. 0-16 in Big Sky Conference play. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and on the other side, we'll talk men's hoops, including hearing a little bit of the post game with Travis DeKeer following his team's meltdown in Cedar City last night. And we'll also hear from Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, a replay of our conversation from earlier this week with the rivalry game between the Cats and the Grizz on the horizon looming Sunday afternoon in Missoula. Thanks so much for kicking it with us on a Friday. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you 
No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Television. I'm coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio, but I'm not in Missoula. I'm in Bozeman. I'm at Rick Reed and Fieldhouse taking in the Big Sky Conference Indoor Track and Field Championships. But man, I'm glad I made the drive and I'm glad I have the seat I do right now. I'm sitting up in the corner of the arena watching Lucy Corbett just smash records. She just set a new Montana State and Big Sky Indoor Championship meet record with a high jump of six foot two and a quarter inch. And she moved the bar up one more notch. She just missed her first attempt. Not exactly sure what it's at right now, but uh, every jump from here on out, she will continue to raise the mark for the all-time record at this meet. So very cool. And uh, she is a Big Sky Indoor champion for the third time in her career, only a junior here at Montana State, a alum of Bozeman High School. Sitting here actually next to some people that are related to her. They said that they actually grew up in California. I misstated that. I know Duncan Hamilton grew up here in Bozeman, but uh, Lucy moved here uh, during high school and then went to high school here in Bozeman and now is competing here at Montana State. Let's talk some men's hoops from last night. First of all, the most eye-opening result in the league, well, there's actually two, because Sacramento State, who has been the cellar dweller in the Big Sky Conference on the men's side. Well, they absolutely destroyed the University of Idaho last night. They beat the Vandals 83-51. Idaho looked like they'd turned the corner for a minute, having beat Weber State, Eastern Washington, and Montana in the span of a week. Corner probably not turned as much with... uh, Getting smacked by a three-win Sac State team. I guess now four wins for Sacramento State. In real time, the men's 400-meter prelims are going on right now. And we got a couple Montana State runners competing with Kate Johnstone of Montana. And Johnstone, one of the best 400-meter runners and uh, a silver medalist in the 400 meters at the outdoor championships last spring. So he's one of the Grizzlies' best competitors here. And uh, he just ran a good heat, but he was pushed heavily uh, by those uh, Montana State runners. Corbett, by the way, she misses her second attempt at whatever the bar is at. Certainly over six foot two and one quarter. Uh, in the Big Sky and Men's Hoops, though, last night, the uh, most surprising result other than Sacramento State against Idaho was Southern Utah beating Montana. Not that they won in Cedar City, but that Montana had a 16-point lead in the first half and then had a total meltdown and had no offensive functionality whatsoever for about a full 10-minute stretch. The Grizz had two different five-plus-minute stretches where they didn't score a point. And Southern Utah comes all the way back and wins 82-74. So don't look now, but the Grizz have lost five out of their last seven games, and they are really uh, searching for answers. Rather than me put this in perspective for you, how about we do this? Let's hear from Travis DeCure, University of Montana head men's basketball coach. Here is his post-game interview, at least about three minutes, about, about four minutes of it, from last night with Riley Corker, the voice of the Grizz, our good friend of this show. Here's Travis DeCure post-game after his team fell to Southern Utah. 
Catch up now with head coach Travis Takir. Tough one tonight. Really a microcosm of this Grizzly season playing as well as they could have the first half, leading by 16. Southern Utah seniors, they rode some momentum here late. Coach, just your takeaways really from a uh, microcosm of the season. Uh, we For stretches of games, um, we, we've shown we can play with anyone. Um, but we, our maturity is in question right now in terms of our ability to play through adversity, uh, make adjustments, you know, or handle success. Uh, we, we played very well in the first half. Um, you know, we go in thinking maybe, you know, there's a couple things, a couple balls don't go in, a couple layups, whatever. Maybe we should be up 20, but we need to win the first four minutes. And we gave up three uncontested shots in the first four minutes. And, and that really defined the game. It's just 61% in the second half. Turning point for you, I guess you highlighted the first couple minutes. We saw Josh Bannon came out late, thought he was maybe hurt, but he came back in. But just was there a certain turning point? Was it a play, those reviews late? They hit a couple threes. Where was the turning point for you from a mental standpoint? Well, Bannon and DJ have been sick all week. So those guys, that's why they're hitting out so much in the first half the way they were. Bannon didn't start second half because he was in the locker room uh, the second half. Of so we had a little bit of that, but, but that's no excuse, you know. Um, for some reason, these, these flagrant fouls are going the other direction. Uh, I thought Whitney's situation down there, there was a lot of contact on his on his drive. Gets the rebound, and he ends up with the foul. But it, it, at the end of the day, that's six to ten points. We still, you, you can't get outscored by 26 and a half. Um, we, we just, we, we got to be better competing. When you look at it down the stretch, Coach, moments to try and fight, try and find the way a little bit more here late in the season. Is it more of just one of those circumstances you're waiting for someone to kind of step up and just grab it away? I know you've been so used to that in teams, teams of the past. I am, and, and I, I think they're doing the same thing. I think we've got guys on the floor that want someone else to be the guy that does that, whether that's make a couple shots uh, to get us going or to get that loose ball. We got every first loose ball except for one in the, in the first half, and, and the one we didn't get, we created the scramble. Uh, I'm okay with those. Um, but it, it, early in the second half, ball bounces off the rim and gets deflected and it lands at the top of the key, and we don't have a guy within five feet of it. And that, that's an example of where we were. We just weren't playing hard enough in the second half uh, to, to win. And, 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 you know, I thought maybe we were playing to hold on to a lead instead of extending. Two games, or two players, Coach, I want to touch on. Obviously, Jason Spurgeon, 15 points, 14 rebounds, seven of them offensive. And then John Knight, obviously his performance pretty special on senior night. What were those two doing maybe specifically in the second half? It was just hard to stop. Aggressive. Uh, most of it was John Knight. I said this. John Knight makes everything happen. And we, we had so many problems containing him that he's really good at drawing the big man and dropping it off to the big. Or he shoots it and gets it up to the rim. Our post comes over to contest the shot. Well, Spurgeon's too big. The guards, they can't keep it from getting the rebound even if they get in there. And so uh, he just, you know, a ton of offense rebounds the second shot. Coach, how do you make sure that this game doesn't spill over into Sunday? Obviously, we're getting to the point of the season. Every game matters. You're starting to look at the finish line. We all know what Sunday means. How do you make sure this one doesn't spill over into Sunday? Well, you want them upset. You want them angry. Um, because we we play better when we're angry, when we're aggressive, we, we get after it. Um, you know, we're back against the wall a little bit, but at the same time, you you want to make sure you, you continue to give your group confidence in their ability to play. I think.
think we made it very obvious that we're good enough to win this game. Um, so we, we need some truth, and, and we got that in the locker room just now. And we'll rebuild it. We've got two days to prepare. Um, you know, try to turn around. Montana State to be fresh. They've had all week to prepare for us, so they've probably guarded our whole entire package about four or five times by now, and they're very ready to go. But we, we just we just got to play good basketball, be, be together, be aggressive. And, 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 you know, execute, we'll, we'll have a chance. Coach, all it is, two three-game winning streaks, right? A three-game winning streak in the regular season right. at home and two in Boise. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Go Chris. Five, four, one. Thanks to Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, for that audio of he and University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis Takir, the Grizz, Fall in Southern Utah after holding a 16-point halftime lead. So Montana has now lost five out of seven, and they sit in fifth in the league standings at 10-7 and seven in league play. Other Big Sky Conference scores from last night. Idaho State beat Northern Arizona to move to 5-12 and 12 in league play in a three-way tie with Idaho and NAU um, towards the bottom of the standings. Eastern Washington beat Northern Colorado. That's a big win for Eastern. They're now above 500 in league play. Uh, great scoring performance by the Eagles, 85-76. They beat UNC. So Montana, once again, cannot capitalize when Northern Colorado loses. So the Grizz are chasing UNC in the standings. They're a game behind the Bears in the standings, and they can't seem to catch them. Northern Colorado's lost twice in the last week, and it has not resulted in Montana gaining any ground. And then the other result from last night that was an eye-opener, Portland State beat Weber State 81-75. And I watched a little bit of this game. The Wildcats, they're just flat not guarding anybody. They want to get in these shootouts, and they're not outscoring people either. And so the, the Weaver's in a spiral. Ever since they beat Montana at home, they've lost five out of six. Yet they, the teams below them in the standings can't seem to gain any momentum either. So here we are now with Montana State atop the league with an 11 and three record, or 13 and three record. Excuse me. They have a two-game lead in the conference standings in the last column. So Utah is alone in second place, 12 and five in the men's basketball standings in the Big Sky. Weber State is third at 12 and six. UNC fourth at 11 and six, and Montana sits alone in fifth at 10 and seven. Eastern, a game behind the Grizz, but they did get swept by Montana during the regular season at nine and eight, and then Portland State sits there at seven and nine. We got caught up with Danny Sprinkle earlier this week. It's been more than a decade since Montana State swept Montana in men's hoops. The Bobcats beat the Grizz earlier this season for the first time. Uh, in, since 2017 and just the second time uh, in the last 10 years. Travis Secure has only lost one game to Montana State in his career, and it came earlier this season. Excuse me, two games in his career, and one of those came earlier this season. Earlier this week, I caught up with Montana State third-year head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. The Montana State Minute with Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. And for the first time in a long time, we are talking about the Bobcats bouncing back from a loss with a win. And that is definitely a key part of college hoops, no matter what school you're coaching at or playing for. And so, Coach, I mean, shoot, it's been almost 50 years since ever anybody actually ran the table in college basketball. So losing is kind of a part of it, but also rebounding from losses is a part of it. You guys had your winning streak snapped Thursday against Eastern Washington in overtime. Come back with a great, tough win over Southern Utah on the road on Saturday. So what did you think? I mean, that's the first time you guys have had to bounce back from a loss. What was the key? Yeah, you know, I think it was good. You know, I think our guys, you know, and it's not coach speak. Like, we weren't – we never even talked about the streak. Right. You know, and I'm sure they're aware of it. They're on social media and all that. But, like, you know, we, we talk about getting better. And, you know, 
just as much as we bounced back from a loss at Eastern, you know, we bounced back a couple other times when we were winning games from playing poorly. You know, like right. that's that's what I'm worried about. If we're not playing up to our standard, we, we need to get better. You know, and we challenge our guys in film and all that. But, you know, for the way that they did respond, you know, flying from Spokane and driving three and a half hours from Salt Lake to Cedar City and getting in at 630 that night and playing at two, like they, you know, they, they showed a lot of resiliency. Southern Utah uh, is such an interesting team because of the makeup of their roster, nine seniors, uh, some great players down there that have been around the league for a couple years now. Uh, but also there was a little bit of an element of a rematch for the first time in a little while since that Big Sky Tournament game when uh, you guys took them to overtime and beat them in Boise last year. So did you feel any of that within the atmosphere there? What did you just think of playing Southern Utah again, a team that you guys are pretty familiar with, but for the first time in the regular season for a little while? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, no. Like, uh, I think just because there's there's been so many games that we played since last year, right? You know, it didn't even, you know, like it didn't even really register. You know, we we our guys obviously had a respect for them. We we know how talented they are. Um, you know, we knew we were going to have to play well uh, in order to beat them down there, and and uh, you know, it just it came down to. You know, a typical big sky game on the road, you know, it comes down to the last four minutes and, you know, you just, you just hope that, you know, you make one more play than they did. So Utah on their way out of the big sky conference, what's your perspective on that? I, Cause I know they weren't in the league when you were a player or your first stint at Montana state as an assistant. So what do you think of just Southern Utah not being in the big sky after this year? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is. I think it's good, you know, in a way, because you'll get it back to travel travel partners. Yep. You know, there's not going to be anybody being the lone wolf. Um, you know, it's a really hard place to travel to. I mean, it sucks to be honest with you. Like it, there's no easy way to get there. And so, you know, they and they they do a great job. You know, because first off, they're a really good team and really well coached. But second of all, you know, when you play that early Saturday game, there's no easy way to get to Cedar City, so you're not getting in until that night, and then you're basically playing 16 hours later. Right. And so, you know, I mean, it, it uh, you know, it's a tough place. They're going to be really good in the whack. You know, I mean, Coach Simon, he gets really, really good players and coaches them up, and so it, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be sad to see him go just because it's a really good team leaving the conference. No doubt about it. Danny Sprinkle joining us is the Montana State Minute, presented by J and V Restaurant Supply, as well as Jake Dubeck. Your Montana realtor, Coach Sprinkle, joins us each week here on Nuana is now, and uh, the basketball season now is uh, winding down. But Coach, you got a lot of big games still on the horizon, including a big one in Missoula on Sunday. So, um, it, very interesting dynamic that there was this year off from the rivalry, and then the last time the rivalry was played here back in January, it was sort of interesting circumstances too, with the game being moved because of the national championship football game. So uh, this one seems like there's a little bit more, I don't know, gusto and hype behind it. It seems like there's a lot more anticipation for this upcoming Cacarys basketball game. So what do you think of, of just the dynamic of coming to Missoula on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. I mean, you, you, I mean it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. It's, it's great for, you know, it's great for college athletes to play in that. That's why they come to play at the Division One level and to play at Montana or Montana State, you know, to play in this game. And, uh I mean, you already know it's going to be it's going to be a terrific game. It's going to be physical. Uh, I mean, they're they're tremendous at home, and uh, we're we're going to have to play our best game of the year to come out of there with a win. Montana uh, has had a co- some struggles as of late, but that seems to be the story for every team in the league besides your team. I mean, everybody's beating everybody, especially these last two weeks. 
Uh, so two-part question. I mean, what do you see when you watch the Grizz? And what what is that a product of, the fact that there has been so much sort of tumultuous nature to this league, especially recently? They're really, really good. And, uh, I mean, the league is really, really good. Yeah. And I think, you know, people, sometimes they think it is coach speak when you're like, you know, hey, even the teams that are, you know, even at the bottom of the standings are just, you know, they haven't won a couple of the close games, but they could very easily be in the top four, you know, if they would have won those. Now, we've been fortunate enough to where we've won a lot of close games. And so we need to, uh, you know, we, we have to continue that because every game, you know, here on out, you know, is going to be close from all four games next week to the tournament. You know, you got you to gotta have guys that make plays and make special plays down in the last three minutes of the game. And I imagine that's what it's going to take in Missoula. But I think they're... I think they're really, really good. They're one of the better defensive teams in the conference. Uh, they're always tough and physical, and they make you make shots over them. And, and you know, a Travis DeCure coach, they're not going to beat themselves. Like, you have to go beat them. I'm working on a story on, on Coach DeCure uh, as, part of, as part of our lead-up coverage of the Big Sky Tournament as well. So just from a coaching perspective, I mean, how would you sort of describe his style? What, what, what sort of defines Travis DeCure's teams as a guy you've battled a couple times now? I mean, the first word that comes to mind is tough, and then the second word is disciplined. Um, they they always seem to be in the right place at the right time, and that's why he's had the success he's had. Um, he really does a great job getting guys to buy into their role. You know, I think he gets guys that may not be – you know, he gets guys that play tough that may not be that tough, you know, but that's just – they take on his personality. And, you know, he, he's, he's just a tremendous coach. You look at his whole pedigree. You know, from when he started at Old Dominion to Cal, like he's been all over the place to the highest level, the lowest level, and, and he's he's won everywhere he's been. I always ask people this during uh, this time of year because it is fun just rehashing some of the memories because everybody seems to have them. But for you yourself, as somebody that played at Montana State and played against the Grizz a lot, what are some of your rivalry memories? What are some of your, your fondest memories when it comes to the Cat Grizz rivalry? Uh, the, the first time, you know, when, when I was a freshman, you know, and we uh, we played them here because it was the first game we played them here, and we ended up winning that game. Uh, and they ended up beating us up there that year. But that, you know, that first Cat Grizz game, just because growing up in the state, you're watching, you know, back then you're watching it on TV, and you know, it's it's still the biggest game in the state, which is awesome. And uh, you know that that, and then probably you know uh, the last game, you know, and it was actually uh, the last game Blaine Taylor ever coached there. You know, we beat them and knocked them out in the tournament down at uh down in Flagstaff crazy coach Taylor's last game there that's amazing to think about I think that uh, we're actually efforting coach Taylor to maybe come tell some stories on this show later this week so that's a tease for later Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joining us here on Nuanas now ESPN radio as well as SWX Montana television and uh on the Grizz note the current Grizz team they sort of built the foundation of this thing around three sophomores and Brandon Whitney Robbie Beasley and Josh Bannon and all three of those guys have uh looked like top-tier players at times during this season uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So um, how important do you think those three guys are to just what Montana does and uh, how you kind of describe the way they contribute to Montana and their success? I mean, very important. I mean, Whitney, not only is he good offensively, you know, he's one of the better defenders in the league. Uh, He takes a lot of pride in it, and you can just tell watching film on him. You know, Beasley's a really talented scorer. Uh, you know, and he's improved defensively, you know, from last year to this year. Obviously, we didn't play them, but I watched a lot of film on them. You know, and he's done that. And Bannon, you know, he's just – Bannon's a mismatch problem because he's got great size and his skill level. Uh, you usually don't see guys that are 6'10", 6'11", with that skill level in our league. And, uh, you know, they've developed all three of them. 
you know, they, they've done a really good job. But, you know, I don't think you can, you know, underestimate their older guys either. You know, uh, Carter Hollinger, you know, who's in his third year. You know, I mean, he's he's tough. He, he does a lot of the gritty stuff for them. You know, Mac Anderson does the same, defense and rebounding. You know, and, and you know, those, those guys really help win basketball games. On your side of this, how do you what, what do you like about the way that your team is acclimated to this rivalry? Because it is, we I think about this all the time, especially when comparing to football. Because the Cackers rivalry is something that people talk about all the time. It's such a way of life in the state of Montana. But when you're talking about football, you're talking about I mean, there's usually a hundred guys that play in that football game that are from Montana, so they've known about this since they were five. Whereas you know, yeah. guys like Jabril Bello and Ahmed Adamu, growing up in the United Kingdom. They probably didn't know what Bob Kicker's basketball was until like three or four years ago when they first got to, to Bozeman. So um, how have you thought of just the, the way that your team has sort of learned and, and comprehended this rivalry as it is and, and just how big it is in the state of Montana? Yeah, I mean, our guys, they love it, you know. I mean, you know, some guys kind of shy away from kind of those moments like that. But our guys, they like, they don't. You know, Abdul Muhammad, you know, Jabril, Ahmed, Xavier, like they, they live for these type of games, you know. Like at Southern Utah in the semis last year, when it was when it was when it was, you know, you gotta you gotta bring your heart and your guts and your lunch pail. It's like they they thrive in those type of games, and uh, and they've done it all year. You know, from at Colorado, at New Mexico, in front of crowds. Like that's that's when we played our best basketball. They sprinkle. I don't think you. I don't have to mention it to our guy. Like they hear enough from boosters from going to class and all that like I, I don't have to amp them up for this game and I'm, I know Travis doesn't have to do that for this team either yeah no doubt about it well Montana hosts Montana State 3 p.m. Sunday Dahlberg Arena and how about that dynamic that's the last question I'll ask you about this rivalry game but uh, I don't think oh actually I know I've never been to a Cacarez game on Sunday because I was still in Texas this last time it was on a Sunday but what do you yeah. think of just sort of the the abnormality of the fact that it's on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon well, you may have to go back to Texas. <laughs> right. We need you to get your butt back down there. But I think I think it's great. I think it's uh, I think it's awesome that ESPN picked it up. Um, I think it'll be I think it'll be great for our conference to be seen on a national level. Uh, you know, and they're going to see a, a great atmosphere. You know, I mean, there's going to be people in Florida and DC and New York like watching that game and being like, "Holy cow! Like, look look at Big Sky Conference basketball." Look at the atmosphere that they're playing in front of all the recruits, and not just the people us in Montana recruiting. You know, Sac State, NAU, Weber, like they can sell this game to their, you know, the people they're recruiting. Like this is the type of atmospheres that you're going to play in front of. Very cool, and it'll be very fun. We're very much looking forward to it. We'll get you out of here on this thing, Coach. Yeah. What are the keys then for Montana State if you're going to come out with a rivalry sweep, the first one in a long time at Montana State? What, what, what will be the key if that is to occur? Yeah, I mean, we have to match their physicality. You know, we have to match their toughness on the boards. And, you know, like anything, like kind of what they built their program on, that's what I've tried to build this program is on defense and toughness. You know, we have to defend and rebound for us to have a chance, you know. Worry about the offensive stuff later, but, you know, you have to defend and rebound. And, and then, you know, again, you know, it's going to come down to, who you know, what players are going to make those big shots. And, uh, you know, I'm confident that our guys will be ready to step up on Sunday. He's Danny Sprinkle. Head men's basketball coach from Montana State. His team plays in Missoula against the University of Montana Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. You can find the game on ESPNU, or you can listen in on the Bobcat Radio Network as well. Coach, appreciate the time as always, and the best of luck this weekend. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. You got it. Thanks, man. Go Cats. 
Nuanas now rolls off. We're hearing from all of the basketball coaches and a few basketball players as well. You already heard from University of Montana women's basketball coach Brian Holsinger as well as Lady Grizz senior post Kylie Froelich and Montana head coach Travis DeCure on the men's side. There's Danny Sprinkle for the Montana State men. How about Trisha Binford from the Montana State women? She will join us next to preview her team's matchup against Montana tomorrow night in Missoula. The Montana State women's basketball team going for their fifth consecutive sweep of the ladies of the Lady Grizz. Uh, there was a time in my life covering the Big Sky I never thought that I would say that anybody would be sweeping the Grizz for the fifth year in a row. But Montana State, they're knocking on the door of doing just that. So we will hear from Montana State head women's basketball coach Trisha Binford right after this. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. One is now on ESPN Radio. Looks like a strain to the arms and we're open. No shortage of sordid, no protest from me. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. We're coming to you remote. We're on the Montana State University campus, Big Sky Conference Indoor Track and Field Championships. Rolling along. We got a couple prelims in the books and one repeat champion, Lucy Corbett, the news of the day. She goes six foot three and a quarter to set a meet record and win her third consecutive Big Sky Indoor title. Impressive for the Montana State Junior and Bozeman native. A couple other prelims in the books. The men's and women's 60-meter hurdles uh, both have their finals set. you got to get top eight times to get into the finals. But Derek Olson, a junior hurdler out of Helena who runs for Montana State, has the top time in the 60-meter hurdles at 7.81 seconds. Jaden Green, a junior for the University of Montana, is second at 8.02. So a couple Montanas, uh, a couple in-state products leading the way. Uh, in the men's 60-meter hurdles and on the women's side, Elena Carter, who was a phenomenal performer at the outdoor championships. She is also out of Helena Capital. She has the top time in the women's 60-meter hurdle prelims, 8.48 seconds. Z- Jansen Ziola and uh, Alisa Gilbert from Montana also qualify for the finals in the 60-meter hurdles, as does Jansen Ziola for the University of Montana. Let's talk some more women's hoops. The Montana State Bobcats gunning for their fifth consecutive sweep of the Montana Lady Grizz as they come to Dahlberg Arena tomorrow. Montana coming off one of their better wins of the season. 
Montana State is hunting their fourth conference title in the last six seasons. Should be a good one at Dahlberg Arena tomorrow night. I caught up with Montana State 17th year head women's basketball coach Trisha Bidford earlier today. Well, it's been a minute since I've been on the Montana State campus, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the state of Montana this week. The Big Sky Indoor Track and Field Championships are happening right now, Brick Breed and Fieldhouse. But tomorrow, rivalry game in Missoula for the women's side of the Cacarys rivalry. And then on Sunday, the first Sunday Cacarys game, I can remember a long time. Sit down here with Trisha Binford, longtime head coach for the Montana State women. And coach, uh, rivalry week, but a lot of stuff going on here too. So how do you sort of get prepared, especially when the Fieldhouse has so many people in it, none of them that are basketball players? Uh, we're fortunate we have some practice facilities, Coulter. Uh, we've been in South Dome. Uh, it's one of the advantages uh, to being able to host. We have some other places that we can go. Unfortunately, we're not uh, here with the home games. So uh, we were actually joking, too. I couldn't remember last time we played a 7 o'clock Saturday right. game for Cat Grizz with the men playing on Sunday. So uh, a little bit different, but at the same time, just, uh, you know, it's kind of next one on the agenda, and everything is getting a lot closer to tournament. It's been so uh, wild to try to follow everything because you just never know when someone's getting postponed. Then all of a sudden there's these Monday games that nobody's used to. There's been Tuesday games this year that I ne- can never remember that happening either. I know it's, everybody's dealing with it, but how have you thought your team has just sort of navigated all of it, you know, just all of the uh, unpredictability of the schedule? I would say that kids are a lot more resilient than the coaching staffs, yeah. and the director of operations and managers are awesome. So it's been a lot to manage. I think last year, you know, things just got canceled. They didn't get rescheduled, and it's been a lot of head spinning, but we're fortunate we have great professors, and um, with online last year, I think that's helped us uh, a little bit with the extra travel just because we have literally at times been on the road for a week uh, at a time. But yeah, everybody's kind of just adapting and controlling what they can control, and really proud of our kids. You guys had the full week to prepare for this game against Montana. So uh, when you have a couple extra days, what do you use it to work on? You know, I think this time of year, everybody's super familiar with each other already anyway. Um, And we actually took the couple days of travel coming back from Portland State. We had a really tough uh, schedule getting there and getting back. And so we actually uh, just took a couple days to recharge. That in itself is as important as any scouting report we're going to do to prepare of trying to get your legs back under you. And uh, then we just focused Thursday and Friday, uh, a little bit of Thursday on us, a little Friday um, uh, on Montana. And most importantly, we got to go in and we got to be able to respond to Dahlberg Arena because that's a really tough place and Montana's playing very well right now. I was at the Lady Grizz game last night. They That was the best Montana's looked in a little while. So I'm sure you watched the game, broke down the film. What sort of things did Montana do well last night? Because that's a good Southern Utah team that they beat pretty good in Missoula. Yeah, I think they had all the pieces kind of firing. They had Sophie Styles doing what she does, but they had really great post presence. Um, obviously, you've got uh, your perimeter presence. And I thought defensively, they just uh, really shut down Southern Utah in a lot of different ways. So, you know, they're leading the conference in a lot of areas with field goal percentage defense, and they just do a great job in the rebounding margin, controlling possessions. And I thought they did those things very well. Uh, so it's going to be a game that we're going to have to be really sharp on both ends of the floor. Trisha Bidford here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. You mentioned the battle of the boards. Montana is one of the best rebounding teams in the in the uh, conference. It's always a key against Montana or anybody else. So what are the keys for your team to sort of uh, levy the, the balance, I guess, that battle uh, tomorrow evening? 
Yeah, I think for us in particular, regardless of Montana, our success has also come yeah. uh, when we've done a great job on the glass and um, our non-success has been the, the flip of that. So uh, I think the biggest thing is just positioning. Uh, what situations are you putting yourselves in uh, when the shot goes up? And you've got Abby Anderson, you got G Feller, you've got Barch, you got all these uh, guards that are flying in there from a lot of different places, but you just need to start with an advantage to give you some kind of an advantage. And so if we're constantly giving up paint penetration constantly giving up some some easy post touches that's going to put us in really difficult positions so we just need to do a great job from the start so when that shot goes up we're not in challenging situations to finish the play i know state won last night so they kind of keep pace uh now just three games left so i mean you guys are in the mix now for the regular season championship do you talk about that with your team uh, it's hard, culture. Kids are always looking. Social sure. media right. is the one thing that, like, I have not controlled since it started. Um, but I think our guards have been, our, our guards, our team has been uh, very good lately of staying in the present of the next one on the agenda. You know, we, we, we know that this is a big game in itself, regardless of what next week presents. Um, and we know that our hands are going to be full in Dahlberg, and we need to focus on that. What have you liked about the way your team has grown since the last time you played the Lady Grizz? Because it's been a little while since you guys have had rivalry games. Uh, you know, um, particularly on the defensive end, I think uh, really our growth um, since Easter Washington, I think we just had to kind of get revisit and lock into what our identity is. You know, I think when we get focused on actions away, um, we really struggle when we focus on defending the ball as a team. Um, uh, we do some things very well. Um, but then, you know, you have to be able to adapt, and I feel like we're adapting a little bit better to some actions that we're facing. And offensively, I just think we're building some trust in each other um you know when teams make runs and how we respond to that i feel like we've uh, the last couple games we finished much stronger um than we had prior to that we had like three games in a row where we had some fourth grade uh, quarter leads kind of die out and uh, part of that is mentality and how you approach that so we just need to keep building off of that whether we're in front or we're coming from behind there's just mentalities that you got to really work through and uh, really trust your teammate Trisha Binford here on Nuanas Now. Her team plays at Montana, 7 p.m. Dahlberg Arena, Saturday night. And, uh, Coach, I want to ask you, you're on the road for the last three games of the regular season. I want to ask you about your last home game, though. I thought Bill Lamberty's story about Ashley Van Sickle was great, but I think both your seniors are uh, sort of great examples of what college sports should be all about, like young ladies that experienced a lot of adversity but found roles and now are thriving in their senior years, contributing on a team chasing a championship. So what can you just say about them and their contributions to your program? Uh, I would just say, first of all, those two um, have crushed uh, overcoming adversity in different ways, and that takes resiliency, that takes resolve. um, uh, They just don't give up. Uh, They're fighters, they're competitors, but they're also great teammates, and, um, you know, their stories have uh, made them stronger. Uh, They've made, it's made them great leaders, and teammates look up to them. Them and they trust them. And our first core value in our program is being somebody that can count on being reliable. And I can't think of two better examples uh, than those two young ladies. And they just bring the best out in their teammates. Uh, they've lived it. They've breathed it. Uh, so when underclassmen are going through challenging times, they can kind of uh, mentor them along the way. So uh, just really proud of uh, uh, both of them. Uh, it's just nice to have those kind of role models for your community. The Lady Grizz talked last night. Brian Holzinger as well as Callie Froelich both talked about how having a game on Thursday leading up to the rivalry was actually kind of nice because you could focus on something else instead of maybe the, the hype surrounding it. But then they would also probably argue that 
you guys get a couple days off. That's also a, a nice advantage as well. So what do you think of just sort of the dichotomy there? I think whatever situation you're on, you right. have to flip that for right. your uh, kids to to take advantage of it. But we actually uh, said that about our last rivalry game that we did like uh, the games prior to it because it is a hype game for sure. And uh, and so that's one of the reasons why we didn't spend the entire week focusing on them. We took t- uh, Tuesday, we had to get up at 4.30 or no, it was 3.30 a.m. to catch our flight um, after some of them had a flight in the day of the game so that was a that was a day off and then wednesday was kind of an optional get some shots up and uh so i think uh however you approach it you just got to get your kids bought into executing what the game plan is and uh you know both teams have played each other first time but both are very different right now i think montana like you like said is playing really well right now so uh we got to go in and know that our hands are going to be full we're gonna have to be really good well saturday night is sure to be rocking at dahlberg arena and it's a much anticipated rivalry game so last thing for you what are the keys if montana state's going to win and sweep this thing for the fifth year in a row. Well, as my dad would joke and say, uh, you got to get one more point than your opponent. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, I just uh, I think for everything for us starts with defense. We gotta we gotta make them uh, earn the shots that they're getting getting, and uh, we got to do that collectively as a team. Trisha Benford here on Nuanas Now. Great luck to you, Coach, and uh, we'll see you back in Missoula tomorrow night. Sounds great. Thanks, Coulter. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Our good friend Carolyn. She does know sports swings by to bring a little levity to the show. We'll also hear from Montana State star junior point guard Darian White can continue to talk all the way around the rivalry games upcoming in Missoula. And we'll keep giving you updates on the track and field championships that I am currently sitting at in Bozeman. Keep it right here. Hour two of Nuanas Now coming at you. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 